And secondly, I want to say thank you for my birthday surprise. You don't know how my heart uh, was beating that day. Uh, I loved it. It's probably one of the most memorable birthday I've ever had. Just to see so many of your faces as you came through, drive through, waving at me. Uh, it does my heart. Uh, you can't even imagine how uh, overjoyed I was. And I just thank you for that. Thank you for all the beautiful cards, the gifts. From the bottom of my heart, I do say thank you. Amen. Prayerfully, you're there in 3 John. We find these words. It says, The elder to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. Behold, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. For I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified of your truth that is in you. Just as you walk in the truth, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in the truth. Amen to the reading of God's word. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you and we bless you. God, for this time of worship, God, this time of encouragement. God, we thank you for your word now. We just ask that you speak to us in these few minutes, oh God, to encourage our hearts, not just the fathers, but the entire body of Christ. Lord, and so we thank you, God. We thank you for what you're doing in our lives. And we appreciate you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The joy of fatherhood. And when Father's Day comes, I'm excited because I'm a father. God has blessed me to be a father of three beautiful children, Trinity, Angel, and Antonio Jr. And I'm always reminded that children cannot come into being without a biological father. You know, many of us are, are challenged and we're experienced with being raised. Maybe our father wasn't in our life and, or um, we just never knew our father at all. But the reality is without a father, without a biological father, none of us would be here. So the encouragement to us as men, we have to understand that there is life in us, that, that God and his sovereignty has given life to men to give so that life can take place on this earth. And that's a precious thing. We got to value it because God doesn't give us anything that we should not value. But it's, it's important for us to really lay hold of this fact that fatherhood doesn't stop with just giving life. Um, if fatherhood does not stop with just giving the seed for life, the reality is that's when fatherhood really begins. Giving the seed of life is when fatherhood really begins. So I want to make this major point to us today that a godly father sees his children raised to maturity. Uh, a godly father sees his children raised to maturity. Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 4 says this, And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath. But bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. That right there is a, is a powerful scripture. But he says we got to bring them up. So it's not just give birth to them or, or give seed to them. But we've got to bring them up. We've got to raise them up. We've got to see them to a place where they're standing on their own two feet. We've got to bring them up. And I know for me, I, I asked the question, God, how long is this going to last? <laughs> Let's just be, <laughs> how long is this bringing them up going to last? I'm reminded when you got to stand up a wall and sometimes you're pushing and pushing and pushing to get that wall up and you're excited when you get it up. But that's how raising children is. You got to push and push and push to bring them up. But I said, God, how long is this thing going to last? I know I had a conversation with my three children and I told them, listen, I don't buy into this 
modern day idea where we got to teach people how to be adults and and colleges have classes on adulthood and how to transition i said no, no i'm going old school listen you're going to be an adult sooner than you know i'm giving you till you're 22 years old listen you got dad until you're 22 years old but but when you turn 22 that's when i got to start cutting the cord now you can always live with me i always give you a place to live and you can stay on my insurance as long as you need to stay on my insurance as long as the law will allow but all that other stuff you got going on you're going to have to fend for yourself because I want them to know and fully understand that. Don't waste these years now, but you're going to have to stand up. We're not waiting forever until you're 30, until you're 35. No, no, no. The devil is a liar. We got to see you stand up because that's my responsibility. But I've got to get you up. I got to have that conversation. I know my one daughter's like, Dad, I'm almost 22. I said, yeah, you better get going. You know, we, we've, <laughs> we've tried to do our very best, but uh, you've got to come to a place of maturity. But for us as fathers, we got to realize that we got to be there from their inception until they reach a place of maturity. The second thing uh, we ask ourselves, I know I ask, if you're with me, brothers, is how much is this going to cost me? <laughs> you know, raising children, it's, it's going to cost you. It's not just going to cost you in money. Uh, and that's a big thing because diapers aren't cheap and formula's not cheap and food's not cheap and housing's not cheap and sports clubs aren't cheap. And we can go on and on and on about the expense of raising children. But we also know that it's going to cost us some time. You realize we got to spend time with our children. That's what they really want. They want our presence. They want our time. They want us to be there for them throughout their lives. And it takes some energy. It takes energy to get on the floor. It takes energy to get up when you're tired from work and go to that baseball game or that basketball game or that dance recital uh, or whatever, that play date that they have with their friend. It takes time and energy. So I ask myself, God, how much is this going to cost me? And how much time? When is this thing going to be over? But I've come to realize that it's, it's never completely over, but I've got to be there until they're stood up on their own two feet. And we hear often, you know, about men and about fathers, how we have to be two things. We got to provide for our children and we've got to protect our children. So we hear that all the time. We got to provide and we've got to protect. But the, the good thing about this is providing and protecting produce joy. Uh, if you're serious about being a provider for your family, if you're serious about being a protector for your family, I guarantee you it will produce joy in your life. I want to define joy simply as this. It's the inner contentment or satisfaction. Joy being inner contentment or satisfaction. And you get this joy when, when, when your child is born. I remember when, my, when Trinity was born, uh, it was 3 o'clock in the morning, 3.03 to be exact. And I called my best friend at 303 or 305, whatever. And I told him, she's here. Trinity is here. She's finally here. And he was so happy for me, but he's like, dude, it's 303 in the morning. <laughs> Why are you calling me? But I just was so ecstatic that she was finally here. But when she looked at me, it hit me that she was helpless by herself. She needed me to provide for her and she needed me to protect her. And as a provider, it's the provider simply this, to see that your family's basic needs are met. That as, as fathers, we got to see that our family's basic needs are met. And I want to encourage you, brothers, it's not easy to do, especially in these days and time. Because there's a lot of things out there, a lot of obstacles out there, a lot of challenges out there. But we've got to make sure that our families, our children are provided for. First Timothy chapter 5, verse number 8 says this. But if anyone does not provide for his own and especially those of his own household, 
he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. So he tells us, listen, if, if you don't take care, if you don't have the drive and the energy and the effort to take care of your own family, it's like it's being worse than an unbeliever. But it's important. I want to encourage us today that we can do this thing by God's grace. How many realize that we can do it by God's grace? You know, we, oftentimes we need our wife or, or, uh, to help us and to contribute or, or the mother of our child to contribute. We know that we can't take this all on our shoulders. But as men, we've got to want to be there. We've got to want to provide for our children because that's what God wants for us to do. But I'm just here to, to admonish us. And I know in my own heart that in giving to my children these going on 21 years, it's helped me to understand what Scripture says in Acts chapter 20, verse number 35, that it's more blessed to give than to receive. How many know that when you provide for your children that you start to realize that your immaturity is going away and you're becoming more mature yourself, that you, it's a joy to be able to give to your children. And I want to encourage you today that let that joy shine in you, that it's a joy to be able to provide for your family. When you see that they got a roof over their head, you praise God and there's a joy that comes, not a pride, not an arrogance that it's you and your goodness, but you were able to provide for your family. This should bring you some joy some internal satisfaction. When you see that your child has something to eat uh, and, and you see them smacking their lips because the food is good or whatever the case, you can, it gives you joy to see that you're able to provide for your family and that they got some clothes on their backs. They may not have everything that you may want to give them, but they have clothes on their back. And as men, as fathers, it gives us joy to see that. And it even goes further that when we're able to provide our, our children some things that they may want, not that stuff that they need, but some things that they may want, it gives us joy to see their smile, to see their exuberance, to, to hear a thank you, Dad. Now, I know PlayStation 5's coming up, and I know a lot of young people want to get PlayStation 5, and some of you men probably want to get it for yourselves. And I'm just here to say, it's not necessary, okay? You won't die if you don't have it. But if you can do it, God be the glory, God bless you. But just to see the excitement and the joy that, that your family, your children may have to get some of the things that, that they want. It, it's, it's good for us. It's good for our souls. But we realize it's better to give than to receive. And fathers, I just want to encourage you, continue to provide for your family. Second thing here is we're to protect our family. We are to protect our family. To be a protector is to keep your family safe from spiritual, emotional, and physical dangers, spiritual, emotional, and physical dangers. I'm reminded of Psalms 127, verses 3 through 4. He says this, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like the arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children in one's youth. He says, like children are like the arrow in the hand of a warrior aiming for a mark. He says, you got to protect that arrow. You got to hold on to that arrow because you've got to project that arrow to, arrow to its destiny. And God has given us a great privilege as fathers that our children have a destiny that only he has and knows for them, but he gives us a, a role to play in that. As fathers, we're to launch our children into their destiny. We're to see that they take off to be with all that God has called them to be, to hit the mark of the grace that's on their life, to hit the mark of the anointing that's on their life, to hit the mark of the purpose for which they were born. Because we got to remember, our children were not born by accident. Our children were born as a heritage unto the Lord with great purpose, and we have the responsibility. So we have to guard them so that they get to where their destiny truly is. 
I remember my middle child, Angel, at four years old, she fell off the monkey bars and she broke her arm in, in, in half. And uh, hearing that news, I was, I was in, internally, I was distraught because I wasn't there to protect her. And I had to take her to the hospital and she had to have surgery on her arm. And they, they allow you as a parent to go, but so far, then they take her away. And I remember my heart was broken because she was going into surgery and I could not be there with her. I was trusting God, get me, I, I trust God, I, I, I was believing him to bring her through, uh, I trusted the doctors and, and all that they were doing, but I had to stop at the door, I couldn't go in there with her, I couldn't be with my little sweet one, I, I couldn't be there, and you just know that feeling that you want to protect your children, we've got to protect our children, we got to protect them uh, from, when they're growing up, they got boyfriends and they got girlfriends and you see these little dudes trying to, trying to get with them and talk to them and, and girls trying to talk to your son and sweet. we got to protect them and, and check out who people are and what they're really about and, and the adults in their life, we just can't let them run off with any adult or any, any old person, we got to be able to check things out and be there to protect them because they really can't protect themselves, we, we have to protect protect them with the things that they read and every book that's out there in the school system and whatever the case may be may not be good for their spirit may not be good for their emotional well-being we got to be able to protect them we got to check the places that they're going because sometimes we we don't understand we just say yeah go ahead go ahead but sometimes we really don't know where they're going we got to be protectors of our children I'm not saying we got to be helicopter parents and uh, every single step of the way and go wherever they go and, and all of that. But we have to realize that we have to take our role as protectors seriously. But when we do that and we see our children that they're safe and that they're growing up in stable mind and, and that they're, they're safe, just seeing your child come home. <laughs> Let's be honest. In today's world, just to see your child walk back through the door, uh, you got to give God glory. You got to give God honor. You got to give him praise. When, when they start driving, just to hear the car come back into the driveway or, or back in front is, is a great thing. To see them come off the bus and know that they're safe, it gives us joy. And we got to do our responsibility. But it's a good thing to protect our children. And so I'm going to our core text here because I told you it's going to be short. I'm wrapping it up. But I just hope that you understand that in doing what God calls for us to do for our children, it should bring us joy. And John, he's writing to the church. And he's writing in particular to a man named Gaius who was not his biological son, but it was his spiritual son. And I believe there's some principles that we can take from this today. He's writing to him because Gaius had grown up in some things and he was mature enough to a point where he was able to look after the church and he was able to, to take away false doctrine and to help those missionaries that were coming into the city and encourage them in, in the edification and the movement of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And John is just elated to hear about what's taking place. And he says this prayer, he says this out loud, he says this in his writing, and I want us to take this to heart. He says, I pray that you prosper in all things. And we've got to pray that our children prosper in all things. That we got to want to see our children to prosper in their academic endeavors. We want to see them prosper in their spiritual endeavors. And if they got career goals, they got business goals as they get older, we ought to pray that our children 
prosper. And that word prosper means to, to get to your destiny or to be effective in what you're doing. And we want to see our children to prosper. I don't know about you, but it, 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 it's my prayer that Angel and that Trinity and Antonio Jr. prosper in all that God wants them to be. And I know that's your prayer. And I just encourage you to pray this over your children. This is what John says. I pray. I pray deeply that you prosper in all things, not just some things, but in all things. As believers, God can prosper us in all things. And the second thing he says is this. He says that I pray that you be in good health. And so the second part of our prayer for our children is that they be in good health, that they be in good health physically. We can pray that our children have good health physically, that, that they're eating right, they're doing the right things, and that we know that sickness and disease is part of this land, but we got to pray that they be in good health. But not just physical health, we got to pray that they be in good emotional health. A lot of our young people today are struggling with emotional problems and emotional challenges and emotional hurts. And for lots of things, but we got to pray that they be in emotional health. We don't want our children an emotional wreck. We don't want them not knowing who they are, not knowing why they're born, not knowing that they're loved and that they're special and they got purpose and that they can do all things through Christ that strengthens them. So we got to pray for them that they uh, be in good health emotionally. And finally, spiritually, we got to pray that they be in good health. We got to pray that, that the devil doesn't lead them astray and the devil doesn't try to woo them to his plans and that they don't become so dependent on themselves that they forget about Almighty God. We got to pray that they prosper and they pray that they be in good health. But as I wrap this up, I, I'm just struck by what John says as he's looking after his spiritual son as a father would. He says this, but there's nothing that gives me any more joy than to hear that your children walk in the truth. And, and, and this is where it is because we talked about at the beginning that we've got to raise them up and we've got to bring them to a place of maturity. And it, it's, it brings us joy as a father. And I'm encouraging you, if your children aren't there yet, uh, continue to work. But we want to see our children be able to stand on their own two feet. Anybody know what I'm talking about? That we want to see them be able to stand on their own two feet and be able to walk in some things on their very own. Because for years, we had to carry them. For, for years, we had to do some hard thinking for them. For years, we had to make some decision for them. But it's a good thing. It brings your hearts of joy, the joy of a father when you can see that your children are walking on their own and being able to walk in some truth. Anybody know what I'm talking about? When, when they can live the truth for themselves, not just a truth that dad taught them or not just a truth that mom taught them, but they be able to grasp the truth for themselves where they realize that, yes, Jesus is the Christ for themselves and yes, that he rose again for themselves and that, yes, he is my God for themselves. That yes, they can do all things to Christ that strengthen them for themselves. That yes, that they can do as Proverbs 3 and 5 and says is trust in the Lord with all their own heart. Not dad's heart, not mom's heart, but their own heart and lean not into their own understanding. And all their ways that they can acknowledge him and as they walk with God that he can direct their path. When they know the truth about who they are as a man. Come on, we got to have our young men knowing who they are as a man. That they're 
fearfully and wonderfully made as a man, that they're warriors and that in them is the ability to be a provider and in them is the ability to be a protector. We got to let our, our young men know that this is who they are. And we got to let our young women know that they're beautiful, that they are fearfully and wonderfully made. It doesn't matter how Hollywood tries to define beauty or the culture tries to define beauty. If you are a woman and you are breathing, you are beautiful in the sight of God. God loves you. You got purpose. You've got destiny. We got to, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing to see your, your young lady walking in confidence in who she is and that she's not behind anybody. She's not underneath somebody, but she's a beautiful woman of God. Somebody ought to be glad about when you're able to see that day. And it's a good thing. He's saying, listen, I'm so excited. There's, there's a joy that I can't even speak about because I'm hearing about how well that you're doing. And today, this is what I want to encourage our men is that we got to have this type of joy. Be joyous today on this Father's Day because we're working. And you say, well, Pastor Tony, my children, they ain't stood up yet. My children's only five, but I'm here to encourage you all the time, all the energy, all the money that you're putting in, keep on doing it, brother. Keep on doing it, Father, because you're going to get them to the place where they're going to stand up. You're saying all the providing that you're doing, all the protecting that you're doing, come on, fathers, I just want to encourage you today. Keep doing what you're doing because God will be your strength and that joy that comes on the inside. Do it. That joy that you get by being a provider, that joy that you get by being a protector. When you combine that with the joy of the Lord simply being your strength, that we will see our children raised to be an army, raised to be a family of God that's doing the things of God and walking in truth. So just be encouraged today, fathers. I'm so excited for us. God is doing great and marvelous things. And let the joy, not just on Father's Day, but every day when you see your children, just let that joy happen. It may be difficult, but let the joy happen. You may struggle sometimes, but let the joy happen. Let the joy of fatherhood be there for you. I know it's not easy, but God is with you. I'm just excited. I'm just overjoyed, but I don't want to be here long because I know we've heard so much. But the joy of fatherhood, the privilege to be used by God in this manner, it is such a joy, and it's worth it. All the basketball games, all the up and down the highway, all the ballet recitals, all the, the, the concerts, all the drama presentations, all the homework clubs, all of those, everything that you go through, all the mistakes that you had to go behind them, all of those things, it's worth it when we see them standing up on their own two feet and walking in the truth. Because when they have the truth, you know that they will make it. Give God praise. Give him honor. Celebrate today. Just celebrate your Father's Day right where you are. If there's a Father in your space, just celebrate. Say thank you. Just appreciate him. If you have access to your father, it may be difficult, but just to say thank you for allowing me to be here. Just thank them. Just appreciate them. Do a God gesture today. Celebrate our fathers as we provide, as we protect. To see you stood up to be the, a mature adult, the mature man, the mature woman that God has called you to be. Amen. Amen and amen. God bless you, man. God bless you. We're doing this together. You are not in this alone. You are not in this alone. If somebody's listening today, I don't know who you are, but you've heard 
the message and, you, and the Holy Spirit's been working and you hear him saying, come to me. You haven't been walking with Jesus and you want to give your life to the Lord Jesus. I want to invite you to do that in this space right now. Right where you are, just repeat this prayer with me. Just say, dear Jesus, I confess my sin. I have not followed you, but today I repent of my sin. Come into my life, be Lord of my life, and I will follow you from hence day forward. Today I am saved. Today I am redeemed. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If that's you, you've given your life to the Lord. We celebrate on this Father's Day. You've been born again. And your Father, you've reconnected with your Father who loves you more than you could ever know. Let somebody know that you've, you've given your life to Jesus and you know somebody that's already saved. Say, I've saved. Walk with me. Help me. Encourage me. And there should be some information on your screen. Reach out to us. Let us know that I've given my life to the Lord. I want to be connected with the church. And we will reach out to you and get you involved, get you plugged in, even in this virtual space. And if there's somebody watching today, you hear God telling you, this is the local for church for you. This is the local fellowship for you. We want you to also reach out to us. The information's on the screen. We would love to have you. We love to shepherd you. But we just want to walk with you that you can be all that God has called you to be. Amen. This is a beautiful day. We're excited. We're going to celebrate. And the joy of fatherhood is here. Celebrate your father today. Have a good time today. We're going to take up our offering, which is the last thing. But we just want to enjoy this day as we celebrate our fathers. Get your offering in your hand. It's a blessing to be able to do that. As God is keeping us, he's providing provision for us, we want to continue to give. Because remember that the church doors may be closed in this physical building, but the church is not closed. We're still serving. We're still ministering. We're moving forward in the things of God. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We bless you for this offering. We thank you for the gift of giving, and we give cheerfully to you right now in Jesus' name. We give our tithes, our tenth, as you've commanded. We give an offering as you've asked and desired, God, and we give it for the upbuilding of your kingdom. And so we thank you, God, for souls being saved, delivered, and set free. And God, we thank you for the 90%. Let us be good stewards over what you've given us. And God, we thank you that you're going to protect us. You're going to provide for us because you are our Heavenly Father. And we declare and decree that there's no lack in the body, no want in the body, because you will provide, and we will help our brothers and sisters so that we see that there's no feeble one in the body. And we thank you, God, and we honor you. And we bless you for this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Grace and peace, church family. We love you. God bless you. If you need us, reach out to us. Enjoy this day. Enjoy your God. Remember, you're the head and not the tail. You're above and not beneath. And you are more than a conqueror through him that loved you. God bless you in Jesus' name.